People deluded, I'm back again. Good morning, I hope everybody's well and safe on this Wednesday morning. Welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast. I hope you're all doing well and safe. Thank you very much for tuning in, especially during this close season. Thank you very much for all the support you guys have given me throughout the season and whenever you've come aboard of of my projects and stuff that I'm doing, so I appreciate that. Please make sure you're following across Spotify, Apple, all of them streaming platforms. Obviously, I do YouTube, so make sure you're following on YouTube, Deluded Guna, Deluded Guna 187 for those of you that are on Twitch. Again, take it in. Um, I apologise for coming to you guys later than usual with the podcast. You don't have to allow me because it's off-season, you know. We don't really have to stick to the schedule. But I felt personally, I didn't have... I'm going to speak about what's happened last week, you know, the cup finals and that. But um, I just didn't feel there was enough, really. I didn't feel in my heart that I wanted to do it with so like, mi- minimal things. And now with, obviously, England's team, coming out cover a couple other bits and pieces you know Carlo Ancelotti did the dash and Everton and went to you know Real Madrid you know very few managers whatever you say about Carlo have finished 10th in the season and gone Real Madrid you know ironically Rafa Benitez well that was the other way a man went from Real Madrid to Newcastle in a matter of months that's a bit of an L or Lupetegui so we're gonna have to see man whether Carlo's the right man or not whether they need someone who's a good man manager or they need like more of a trainer coach less from the Zidane because I think Carlo and, and Zidane are quite similar we'll have to see but long story short there's a lot of things that have happened so let's jump straight into the England stuff people now obviously Gareth Southgate has finally named his 26 man England squad Starboy Bakayo Saka is there not everybody's young player can be there you know certain man say certain strikers are the best young players since sliced bread them and they're lying about injuries and can't get called up Banter aside, commiserations to Greenwood because I actually think Greenwood is needed and it's a big L. I've said it before, the Greenwoods, the Bellinghams, the Sackers, the Foldens, these sort of men are the guys you have to build your squad around and prepare them, not just for this Euros, um, but for the World Cup in future. I know we've got back-to-back competitions, which the World Cup next year, assuming that these young players still do their thing. Obviously, the ones that are not included are still required, but you can't underestimate how much exposure you can give them they, that can make the difference next year and beyond and beyond that really and truly because they're the, they're the future of the football club I man said football club the country there'll obviously be other people bits bits and pieces there's players I would say that are just about just about a bit young a bit older than these lot who can lead as well obviously I haven't said it but Mount you know I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I'm confident going into the Euros because you can't be with France and all of them sort of countries and to be honest with you I'm sure as English people we're quite pessimistic in it like we could have Messi Neymar and Suarez as our front three we'll still find a way Personally, I don't believe in Gareth Southgate. I don't believe in what he's doing. I like the one thing I give him is that there's a lot of togetherness in the group and things like that. And we did have a respectable tournament last time out, but I don't believe in him. I don't think he's radical enough. I don't think he sticks clear to his ideas. On one hand, I don't think, Ars- um, I keep saying Arsenal and club. Um, I don't think we have a system of playing because um, I don't think I see that on a football field. There's too much freestyling. But on the other hand, I do see it free at the back that is England's system we're not going to deviate too much away from that we can go with a four he might go with a four but realistically you know if I'm playing 4-4-2 for the for the best part of the qualification phase and in the built preparation I think we got a game tonight in the preparation for the tournament when the tournament cup pops around, I'm not just going to go, oh, you know, we've been working at three at the back. Let's switch it to a four now. I'm not going to do that, am I? If I am, fair play, there's exceptions where that could be warranted. But if I am, that's question marks. Because again, 
France have kind of been playing with a 4-4-2 to be fair, but you know what you're going to get with the Frenchman. You, regardless of if it's Spain, you know what you're going to get with Spain. You know what you're going to get with Italy. And, you know, even a couple of other nations that might not be on par with this, you know what you're going to get with a lot of these people. So I don't know. It just seems like a bunch of individuals. I don't think Southgate is strong enough to his principles. Like, even with Trent Alexander-Arnold, we all know that Southgate or whoever is involved in England must have been smoking a special sort of sign to even contemplate Trent Alexander-Arnold not in the team. The man walks in the team. He should be in the squad. We should be... The only thing that should have been spoken about in relation to Trent is, are we going to try him in midfield? You know, or are we going to play him at, at wing-back? Which, again, he deserves to go. Again, I don't... I'm not saying if a man loses form, he shouldn't go. He should go in that. But even when he... Without form, he's the best fullback um, on the right-hand side by some distance. And I'm a big fan of Reese James, who I felt should be in the squad. I like Kyle Walker, who is in the squad. Trippier's going to be a left and a right-back. Obviously, Trippier's a left and a right-back cover. Kyle Walker's probably a centre-half. So... I know a lot's been made of bringing bare centre, bare fullbacks, but there's also that and their ability to play in a couple of roles. Like you look at Reese James, he ain't gonna play centre mid, but in a back three he can play there. Centre half, he's not gonna play there, but he can play there. Wing back, he can play there. Trent, you've got the option, which I don't think he's gonna do it. Midfield and right back. Kyle Walker, you can slap him at centre half and right back. Uh, Trippier is gonna be a left, a left and right back cover. So I agree with everyone about you don't need all these fullbacks, but I have to be fair to the coaching staff. It's not adapting realistically. Um, so as I was saying, it's nice to see Trent's been called up and all of that talk of not calling up a man and, you know, he, he, this and that is the other thing because, I listen, I'm sure Trent's had a testing season but he's come back strong and I, I really like Trent Alexander-Arnold. The man's a quality player and as I said with them young players, people slightly older but still young like Trent and, you know, people of that, that ilk, these are the players you've got to use, man. Obviously, maybe it worked for Trent. Maybe there was complacency out of his game and things. But come on now. Obviously, commiserations to the seven unlucky players. Pardon me, who missed out. Mason Greenwood's injured. And I would have liked Greenwood to go personally. Greenwood's on the plane for me. But he's going to have to spend it watching. Ben Godfrey again. Do I think Mings deserves to be there? Potentially not. I think Mings is a good person, a good leader. I like what he does off the field. But I think the only reason he's there is because he's left-footed. I'm sorry, but if Tyrell Mings is among... I assume if you're calling up a 26-man squad, they're 26 of the best English players, whether they're playing in the country or not, that you can source. Personally, I think that's, that's a big shock if Tyrell Mings is seen as that. Because, again... If he isn't left-footed, I don't think he's in this squad. I barely think he's a Premier League footballer, if I'm completely honest with you. I like um, Mings as a person, but I think it's a mockery that he's in the lineup. But I'm not trying to make this a hate campaign. Um, ben Godfrey's had a better season than him. There's a couple other centre-halves that are better than him. But obviously, one thing that helps him, back three, natural left-sided left-back, which again is, a, is not a thing. Personally, I'll probably play Kyle Walker in part of the back three before him. Part of me thinks even sure, but I'm probably taking that too far. Probably even Reese James. Um, so it is what it is, people. So, yeah, Sam Greenwood. I made a man said Sam Greenwood. Shout out to Leeds is Sam Greenwood. But Mason Greenwood, Ben Godfrey, Jesse Lingard, Aaron Ramsdale, James Ward-Prowse and Ollie Watkins, as well as Ben White, have been the unlucky seven. Now, Ramsdale, of course, he probably knew he wasn't going. Ward-Prowse, I think he could have afforded to go, really. I think he gives you... Yes, he can take a set piece. And ironically, a lot of our iconic moments have been set pieces. If you score a set piece, someone has to deliver it. But I just think there's a... Obviously, Calvin Phillips is there. But I just think... 
Ward Prowse isn't amazing at anything. Saying that he's a clearly amazing at taking a set piece. I just feel he look he looks like he's he's got the right temperament. He gives you a solid option. He's quite conservative and quite decent with how he plays. I think Ward Prowse should have been on the plane. I think he had a good season. I think I, I, I would have taken Ward Prowse in it. Saying that, you know, I keep saying I would have taken this guy, that guy. You can only take 26. So, I think, truthfully, I think Ward Prowse is hard done by. Commiserations to Greenwood. I would have probably taken Ben Godfrey on comparison to some of these centre-halves in the squad. Ben White, good player, but probably Lewis Dunk deserved to be called up ahead of everyone. Ramsdale knew he weren't going. Ollie Watkins knew they weren't going. Um, You know... Big up to all these seven people, people, because apparently they're all told they're not involved and they haven't left England camp. They're still training and whatever, doing their thing in, in relation to helping the boys prepare. Obviously, a lot of that is to do with, all right, cool, you know what, it's World Cup next year. Southgate might be here. I want to be back in the England squad. It's his decision. I have to accept it professionalism, professionalism and that and professionally, but I want to be back versus, all right, cool, safe then. I'm going on holiday. I can't lie, they're all better men than me because, but I'm going on holiday. I can't lie, the minute I'm not in that squad, safe, man. It's been a long season. Covid's messed it up. Bare games have been played safe, man. I'm going to LA, safe. Like, where's the boys? I'm going to LA. I'm watching this from. I'm, 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 I'm chilling, man. I'm cooling, man. I'll, I'll, oh, mate, you don't even know how I do, but you know they're better than me, and they've all got better mentality than me. So yeah, they've all been clipped, people, um, and things like that. So it's gonna be an, it's gonna be interesting seeing the lineup really and truly who's actually made the England squad and how we utilize it and things like that I actually thought I copied and pasted the England squad people so one second why I actually bring it up again and things and England have released their numbers I think Raheem Sterling's number 10 Grealish is number 7 not that I read too much into numbers but surely Jack Grealish plays a main proper role because again the only person I don't have faith in is Southgate. And I want to be proven wrong because there's some tasty options you could use in that squad. You know, Trent, again, I want to see man play right back. And, but we all know you could play him in midfield. Do I think Southgate has considered that and willing to do it? Probably not. There's different things you could do with Carl Walker and Reese James. Grealish, Foden, Mount, again. Mount, they can all play everywhere, in it. The other two are probably more naturals out wide than Mount. I think you kind of stifle Mount. I know he pulls into wide areas and stuff, but I like him centrally. I would like to see, obviously, there's different games in it, but I would like to see Grealish, Mount, Foden all in the same side. You know, ironically, I would like to go with a Foden in the 10, Mount in the slightly more withdrawn role, box-to-box -box pivot behind Foden, and then one of Henderson, of Rice, of one of these guys next to them to balance it out. Equally, there might be games where you can take that handbrake off and say, no, Declan Rice, let's play with all the ballers and things. Equally, obviously, you could go Grealish on the, as I said, Grealish on the left in that first example. You could go Grealish in the 10, Foden in the pivot, Mount in the pivot, you know, Foden on the wings, Grealish on the wings. Obviously... There's been many different options, you know, Sanjo, Sterling, there's bare different things you Bellingham's about. There's bare different options, things you could do um, and exciting things that could be done. These are some exciting, these are good players. It's not like England squad is crap, but I just think something's missing. I don't think the manager's got the X factor. I don't think we've quite got that togetherness. Like, you know, the Italian man, regardless, there's going to be a fight. I just, all them other teams, I don't think we quite have the togetherness on par with, with the other nations. But, you know, semi-finals, as Southgate said, will be respectable. Um, we've got some good options. Obviously, there's Calvin Phillips, there's Bakayo Saka off the bench, there's Jaden Sterling, you know, Grealish, all can play off the flanks. You know, I, I, I wouldn't start Rashford on current form, but you've, you, you've got Rashford in and about. There's some ballers there, and for me, good footballers should play better with good footballers. Like Grealish and Mount, Mount should be is good anyways. 
Foden is good anyways. Grealish is good anyways. Saka have to plug Arsenal. is good anyways. So when you play with other ballers, other guys that are good, you should be playing better. And could you imagine, obviously, we don't want to advocate for, for, for things off the field, but I mean, could you imagine the squad people, you know, on a night out, you've got Calvert-Lewin, you've got Grealish, you've got Mount, you've got Foden, and we all know how Foden gets down. You see him in Iceland, you know. Imagine you've got Rashford, you got Sterling. Imagine the night outs, man. you got Stones there, Rice there, you know. Imagine the lads on a night out for England. It could be crazy, you know. Whoever's roommates, it could get Sanjo. It could get Gazy. You know, maybe that's why you see a couple of sticklers in the squad because <laughs> I bet you Southgate's going to... One of these exciting, man, they're 100%. They're getting paired with Harry Maguire, or he's probably on it himself. Connor Cody, a dead sort of man there, really. Tyrell Mings, you know, that's probably what they're going to do. Foden's, you know, Foden should be with Grealish and Mount. It's not going to happen, man. You're going to be with the sticklers. Obviously, Walker there as well. The lads, there's banter there still. There's banter there. But looking at the squad, people, I'm scrolling down by myself some time, people. You're looking at the squad. In goal, we have Sam Johnson, Jordan Pickford and Dean Henderson. Defenders, you've got Connor Cody, Ben Chilwell, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Rhys James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier and Kyle Walker. Now, looking at that defence, arguably, should Cody be going? You could say maybe there's no need for Trippier. You could bring an out-and-out, -out, another out-and-out -out centre-half. You've got too many full-backs. Um, I say Trippier because, obviously, he's won the league title, but I would take Walker. I feel Shaw's form has been good. Chilwell, obviously, need two left-backs. Reese James and Trent go for me. So, I understand it. Kyle Walker also got... I understand. I'm not really angry at all the fullbacks being included sort of thing it's more how Southgate's utilizing them how he plans to utilize them and how he plans to get the best out of them in midfield yeah, you could say it's a bit light you know you got Jude Bellingham Jordan Henderson Mason Mount Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice it feels like there's something missing in midfield I know Foden's technically counted as an attacker now and Grealish the same and, and Sterling I mean Sterling can play as a 10 as can Saka but it just feels, and Sandra, it just feels like it's missing something. Like, I'm actually, it's nothing to do with the players. It, it just makes me think, could you have left one of them defenders that we've previously spoken about and bring a different midfielder? Because again, Ward-Prowse isn't exciting like that. But there's a Ward-Prowse or maybe there was an option for a next 10 or something because I like Jude Bellingham. Box to box, you know, been 17, 18, doing his thing in, in, in Birmingham, doing what he needs to do in Germany. He's made for these moments. I don't think he's going to start though. Jordan Henderson, is he fully fit? For me, again, he's, he's a leader. Mason Mount, starts for me if fit again i say if fit because god forbid you never not could happen mason mount someone you build the squad around shown his quality you know the only thing you're hoping where i don't want to say the typical english excuses but you look at it going into the tournament harry Maguire and jordan henderson captains of their respective sides how fit are they obviously for mason mount he plays a lot of games in the season on the best of days there's that you know, Phil Foden, he's been exposed to a lot of football at City, which fans say is a good thing. They First, they say he's not playing as bad. Now he's playing potentially too much. Is there burnout? But Kyle Saka isn't going to play a main role in the squad, obviously. But he's had a long time for Arsenal. Um, Raheem Sterling, again, you're seeing a bit of drop-off in form in what's been a mixed season. Rashford, what's, where's his headspace at? So I'm reaching a bit, but again, I'm just talking about maybe the physical health of our players. But midfield, it just feels like something's lacking. Like for me, Declan, I think Declan Rice could play centre-half. That would make me probably bring one less fullback. really. Like, I'm not saying Kyle Walker would be dropped, but, for example, Kyle Walker can play there. Declan Rice, for me, could play there. That could mean you don't need to bring a Connor Cody or a Mings. Probably not a Mings. Um, 
So like I said, Declan Rice, Mason Mount is calm. Jordan Henderson is calm. Jude is calm. Calvin Phillips is calm. It just feels like missing a something there. Like, obviously, when you look at the eights of all the other teams, the man there got Barella, got Verratti. If it's not an eight, it's a six. These guys, you know, you look at the midfield, Spain are always going to have them. France, again, unfair how many they've got. It's nothing really to do with England because I think Henderson's... I, I rate all of them. It just feels like we're missing something. It, in comparison to the other nation, it just feels like we're missing that special controller in the midfield, which obviously, like I said, we've got ballers. Up front, again, some man that can play in other roles are being counted as attackers. You've got Bukayo Saka. For me, his form and his season deserves a look on the plane. Not going to play a main role, but he can play. He's shown he can play left, right, 10, centre mid, left back, right back. He gives you a lot of options. And you've got that youthful naivety off the bench, which I why I wanted Greenwood involved as well. Um, So you've got Bukayo Saka. You've got Jack Grealish, who for me, I can't lie to you, man. Shout out to Foden, shout out to Mount, because they've, you know, they've shown they can lead, you know, Mount's a big reason as to, again, he can't do it alone, but you look at the games for me against Real Madrid, and obviously in the final, he really showed his quality in the Champions League, Grealish has been pulling along Aston Villa for a while, and the last, well, it might not have been literally the last one, but... I'm sure Grealish, in the build-up to this tournament, he's pulled England along in certain games and his Southgate didn't even want to release the shackles of Jack Grealish once upon a time and now you're seeing it. For me, I think Jack Grealish is the leader. I just feel, no disrespect to the other ones, but he's got the attitude with it. He's got the swagger. He's, you know, he, he's on this. It's not that the other one, it's not that anyone else isn't, but he's just, for me, it's Jack Grealish has to lead this England team and I don't, not saying by a captain, just... He wants to be part of the bowling thing and obviously there's talk of going to City and that this is your tournament. For me, I'm hoping to see Jack Grealish lead it. I'm hoping to see Mason Mount shut up all his critics and this is actually like the creme de la creme now. This is afters, you know. Your season is the, the main starters and the mills and that. You've won the Champions League. This is this is you, in it? This is your country now. You should be coming into this full of confidence, ready to lead. Phil Foden, you're a golden boy, but now you're a golden boy playing week in, week out, week in, week out. Can you lead it for us? Declan Rice, you've had a fantastic season. Can you set levels? Jordan Henderson, I'm going to need your mentality in this squad. Trent, you've showed good mental strength, shutting up critics and, and getting called up. I'm going to need to see more of that. Do you get it? John Stones, you've got character. Maguire, you've got character. I'm going to need to see it from everybody in abundance, people. Because we should relish. There's not. There's no expectation on England realistically and somehow they're going to disappoint semi-final anything less than the semi-finals is terrible people in my humble opinion when you look at the squad numbers as well people not to read anything into it but Pickford's first choice clearly he's number one you've got Kyle Walker for two I'm going to just do it in order people you lot can count so you can put maths together I'm not going to keep going this guy one two three I'm going to do it from numerical order Pickford is in goal number one. Then you've got Walker, Shaw, Rice, Stones, Maguire, Grealish, seven, Henderson, eight. Kane is obviously going to get the nine. I did think Sterling would swap with Grealish. You know, I know Grealish probably wants to be the seven. And um, I'm looking at him or Mount or Foden to be the gazer of this tournament But um, for anything. But I would have thought Grealish, set ten, um, Sterling, seven. But, you know, Sterling's got the ten. Rashford, eleven. Twelve, Trippier. Henderson, Phillips, Mings, Cody, Sanjo, Calvert-Lewin, Mason Mount, Phil Folden, Ben Chilwell, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Sam Johnson, Reese James, oh, Bukayo Saka, 
and finally Jude Bellingham. So that's our number ones to 26, starting with Pickford, ending with Jude Bellingham. So we'll have to see. We've got a tournament. Amanda said we've got a tournament. We've got a tournament in a week or so to commence, but I think we've actually got a couple of friendlies to play in way, way, way before that. Um, so, yeah, man, it is what it is in that regard. Um, so, yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a really interesting one. We're going to have to see, sorry, people. Don't know why the word that he, what, don't know why somebody emailed me that early in, early in the morning. I mean, I clearly said I cannot deal, I cannot deal with that today. I did not want a client meeting today, but we go, we keep moving people. So that's England, isn't it? That's England. Um, Southgate said anything less than the semi-finals is an L really and truly. And um, he has said, expectations were lower in Russia. We've got some really exciting players. We've got exciting players. We've been having exciting players. And no disrespect to you, Southgate. I'm allowed my opinion. I actually like how you've pulled this nation together and you seem a good man manager. But for me, Greenwood isn't involved. But it's all good having next generation Greenwood, Folden, Mount, Grealish, Rice, Saka. You know, a couple men are not involved. Hudson Adoy, Curtis Jones, all of these players on the cusp and players that I haven't said that will come about within now to the next year. Bellingham in the squad as well. It's all fun having these guys. If you but if you've got a conservative manager, it's bullshit. Pardon my language, because you're not going to get the best out of them. You need someone who's forward thinking and brave and daring. And there's many different ways of playing a three at the back. I've got nothing wrong with playing three at the back. I just know we're going to have some disjointed conservative bullcrap where it's going to look like a bunch of individuals. Personally, that's my problem. But it is what it is. Personally, I think if if we do not get to the semis final minimum, I don't think Southgate should be leading this country going into the World Cup. Who takes the job? I don't know, but I don't see enough really. I'm I'm conf I, I, I'm I'm confident in our lads and the form and that, and I'm confident in the players, and I'm always going to support the team, you know, and support the man them out there. But when you get beneath that and and the blind optimism and the buzzing because it's a tournament. From a tactical point of view, I'm very nervous with this game, people. But as he said, expectations were lower in Russia. We've got some really exciting players. And I don't think these players are at their peak by any means. They're not. And I think when I look at some of the players working with us, it's so exciting for England's future. Obviously, you've got a couple that haven't got called up as well. I've got to try to manage the expectations of the players. I accept the situation as a manager. There's expectation and I have to deliver. We have to deliver as a group of staff. It's not about me in terms of if we can be successful. But of course, it's about if we fail, no problem. That's the gig. And again, I have concerns over the coaching staff because you look at it, it just seems like the old boys network. Certain managers, there are not on merit just because they've got a good contact list. But for the players, I've still got to bear in mind they're a young group. They still have got a lot of progression to make. Some of the new some are now learning how to win things being involved in big matches is brilliant for their progress and opportunities for England that's all we want which is fact so we'll have to see what happens in that regards people I know it happened almost a week ago people but we have to circle back over the Champions League congratulations to Chelsea and Thomas Tuchel they defeated Manchester City a goal to nil courtesy of a Kai Havertz goal um Congratulations to Thomas Tuchel and Thiago Silva for me, especially because they lost it a year from 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 then. Congratulations to Mendy and and Kante. You look at their stories, you know. Just being footballers is miracles, let alone for Kante winning all top honours and for Mendy winning top honours as well. Um, for me, Pep Guardiola did overthink. You know, you've got Gundogan in the six. 
when he's been scoring a lot of goals. I did think it didn't work to not play Fernandinho in a game you need character. Was telling that goal between Stones, Diaz, Zinchenko, he found it tough, absolutely appalling. Um, you know, City looked like they need a bit of a, a, a new, a couple players in my opinion. I, I can't really say that because they won the Premier League, but it looks like there's no plan B. Obviously, I felt sorry for Kevin De Bruyne and obviously slightly before that, Thiago Silva. Both were robbed of the opportunity of completing the whole 90 minutes. But yeah, man, I feel, you know, City were dangerous on the counter-attack. City started off the strong attack side. Chelsea struggled to get out of their half. But after Chelsea rid their luck, realised they're in for a game and they, that they can win it, you saw why Thomas Tuchel is now beating him three times in a spin. First and foremost, Chelsea took their chances. But then I think Chelsea started to... Um, create chances of their own. Obviously, Werner missed a golden chance. There was a couple of other half chances. You know, apart from the first 10 minutes where I think Chelsea was second fiddle and couldn't get out of their half, they they did what they needed to do. You know, City had no had, had no answers. You know, again, it was quite a toothless performance in the in the front regards, people, in my opinion. Um, you know, what a time for Havertz to get his first goal in 12 games, really. Um, so, yeah, man, I think it's a great platform for Chelsea to build. There's talk of Thiago Silva and Thomas Tuchel grabbing new deals. For City, there's talk of a bunch of players leaving. I'm sure you've all saw Bernardo Silva, Cancelo, uh, Gundogan considering future, Mares, Sterling. Uh, bare couple of players are considering, allegedly. And apparently they want Grealish and Kane. Now, I think Pep Guardiola over thought. I thought you should have just... You definitely, I don't think you could have got the midfield battle wrong. And I don't like to do ifs and buts, but you look at the positioning of several players, yeah? Fernandinho plays out, maybe even Rodri, but I think if Fernandinho plays, he reads that situation that Kai Havertz ran onto. I think he reads it, or he at least buys a bit of time and maybe that goal doesn't happen. For City, I think City just need... They've been buying players. They just need a couple more elite talents for me to pull them through in situations like that. Like, they want Grealish and Kane to go with what they've got. That could be a madness. Um, they For, for purpose at L, because it was a chance to shut up a lot of critics that say he can't win it without Messi, can't do this and that. And obviously, it was a chance to deliver in a competition people say you overcomplicate and a chance to deliver in a competition where I was never there, but I don't care what no one tells me. Pep wasn't brought there to win the Premier League. That was just a standard business as usual. You're going to win that. We're here for the champs. And they're going to have to go hard to win it because you're never going to have a better chance. Very rarely do you see the back-to-back -back final thing. I know Liverpool did it and, and, and by default Real Madrid have done it, but you never rarely see, you rarely see it. So we're going to have to see. But in that game, I felt Reese James was... Everyone was quality, but Reese James pocketed Sterling. Sterling huffed and puffed at points, but he pocketed him. Kante, Ballon d'Or winner, without a doubt. Obviously, he's never going to win it. It goes towards the more attacking players, the people that people pay to watch. No disrespect to Kante, but the agenda is strong. There's no reason Kante shouldn't win it. You know, they said he was finished. You know, if Kante's finished, I, I want to be I want to be finished. And it's the same school of thought where, you know, that said Kane and, and Salah are one season wonders. Again, you know, where are these players? Again, Kante, again, they said he was finished, they said he was past it, literally, forgive me if I'm wrong, but in the last three games, including this final, in the latter stages of the Champions League, who's been the best player on the pitch? Yeah, he ain't scored the goal or been involved in any controversy or any talking points, but he's swept up, you know, Kante an absolute legend, to put it nicely, man, and, you know, I'm sure he's hungry to bring home the Euros and all of those sort of things, people. Um, so, yeah, man, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's it's interesting to see to see what what, what will happen, people. 
Um, Pep Guardiola, he said he made the right decisions for the final. He said he done what I thought had the best chances of winning. And I think I don't think he did. I think he overcomplicated things. Maybe a bit of naivety. But we'll have to see, man. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. And there will be a rebuild, man. Obviously, and shout out to Rudiger because he had a good performance. But Rudiger and, and Kevin De Bruyne were involved in some sort of tangle which resulted in Kevin being injured. And he actually has revealed he suffered a fractured nose and left orbital following his collision with Antonio Rudiger people. So we're going to have to see. We never advocate racial abuse. Raheem Sterling and Kyle Walker are on the receiving end of social media racial abuse after this defeat. Pulisic has become the first American to play in and win a Champions League final. So that's a bit of history. Um, as you lot know, Thomas Tuchel expects to sign a new deal at Chelsea after a first Abramovich meeting in which he said, I'm not even 100% sure, but maybe I've already signed a, con a new contract with that win. Not short, short on confidence. My manager said something about it. I do not know, but let, but let's check first. I spoke to the owner right now on the pitch, which which was the best moment for a first meeting. All the worst from now on. It can only get worse. We'll speak tomorrow. We'll speak later. But I'm I'm looking forward to this. And again, business as usual. You know, one thing I rate about Chelsea, they're not a sentiment club. You know, obviously. Thomas Tuchel, he's won their second European title. He's going to go down in history like with the players. It is history, but that's all it is for Chelsea, you know. While I like Chelsea, as much as I can say that about rivals, they're sitting there and saying, you know what, it's good. You know, we've taken the pictures, we've popped the champagne, but it don't mean nothing tomorrow. I want to win it again. You've even heard Roman Abramovich, he wants to win this thing again. If he wins it again, Chelsea got free. That's there with United, a team who, like Arsenal, well, Arsenal have been failing in it. United have underachieved in Europe. Again, to have the same amount of Champions Leagues as you, as 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 um, Man United, I believe Man United got three. They might have four, but three in my lifetime is always what I'll go with. You could go with that. And Thomas Tuchel, he can't rest on his laurels. Next season, if you're fucking about in the league and you're moving iffy in Europe, you know, they're not going to say, well, you won Champions League, you got top four, you got FA Cup finalists. No, gone. It's simple as that. Whether you like the higher and fire process or whatever, you have to admire the fact that Chelsea do not rely on their laurels. They always seek excellence. They don't rely on man to rely on past glories. And they're always trying to push themselves. You heard it there. Now, if that's Arsenal, I'm sitting here and going... Well, Kronke hasn't spoke to, to Thomas Tuchel before. What's all? I mean, Kronke hasn't spoke to Arteta before. What's all that? He just said that was the first time he's spoken to Roman. You don't need to speak to man when you're serious. You know, Roman's got people at the club moving serious. You know, Marina and Czech and all these people who brought in Thomas Tuchel, they're demanding excellence. In the same way, you know, they're expecting a lot from all the players and they're going to build upon this. You can see them. I don't know who. But they're going to buy other players, really. And you can see what it meant to the owner as well. And again, when you want to be a winner, things fall into place. Chelsea are going to rebuild. Because again, one thing I, I've already said it before. With Thomas Tuchel, you don't know what he wants to do. That's why I, I rate him. I don't know if this free at the back thing is going to be a long-lasting thing. Some of the players he's using, I don't know if they're going to be long-termers. They might be. The formation might be. But he took over at the halfway point of the season with the objectives at the time to just put respect more on Chelsea and qualify for the Champions League. Everything else, you know, looked a bit more rosier and has been a bit more rosier. But my point is, he's doing, maybe, is he doing a lot of things through necessity or are they designed? Now, he might rub out certain players. Obviously, on the face of it, it looks like Giroud, what a way to go, but it looks like Giroud's days are numbered, you know. 
I'm pretty sure they'll go for a left back. I know Alonso's got a new lease of life, but I don't know where he looks with Chilwell. Emerson looks good. And I think that's an area to watch. Will he want another midfielder? I don't know. Chelsea clearly need a striker who scores goals. You know, that's the one thing they can't do. Um, there's a lot of question marks. Tammy Abraham looks like he's leaving as well, aiding to that. Werner looks like, I don't know what I'm going for Werner. Um, so I'm keen to see what he does next season, how they reinvent. Because even way before the Champions League final, or even got to the semis, Thomas Tuchel said next season they're challenging for the league or we're trying to push City. You already know the mandate, so he already knows what's going on. And you can, one can only thrive when there's a healthy amount of pressure, I feel, anyways, people. Um, he also said, um, um, I can assure him that I will stay, in relation to, uh, skipping ahead a bit, in relation to Roman Abramovich, I can assure him that I will stay hungry, that I want the next title and I feel absolutely happy as part of a really ambitious club and a strong part of a really strong group that suits my belief and suits my passion about football at the moment perfectly. perfectly. My desire is to go for more victories and my desire is to grow as a coach. My desire is to push the group from the first day of the season to the limit. We have work to do. We have to close the gap. This is what I, this is all I'm about. So it'd be nice to meet him a bit closer we're in constant contact but not personal he knows what's going on for me directly but now it's nice to meet him to share it with everybody is incredible i don't know what to feel i was so grateful to arrive a second time in the final i feel different we were somehow you could feel it getting closer the boys were determined to win this we wanted to be um, a stone in their shoe we encouraged everybody to step up and step out be brave and create dangerous counterattacks. and that's what you saw and for me thomas tuchel has pep guardiola's number again i'm sure there's a bunch of things but for me the one thing theme i've seen is off the ball you know it seems very simple is that we'll just limit the space granted in the final there was more space than there's ever been but they said we'll just limit the space you lot will pass around for get frustrated but you won't get through us and i think he's found the way there so yeah shout out to chelsea for winning the final obviously i'm sure we spoke about manchester united i'm sure we spoke about the europa league final before on another podcast but i can't remember but credit to villarreal united were terrible to put it nicely first half was terrible bruno fernandez anonymous you know pogba limited you know uh, mason greenwood shafted on the right hand side individual mistakes bottling penalties again just terrible really and truly just not how you arrive in the final but i'm pretty sure we spoke about the europa league final prior people looking back to the premier league congratulations to brentford after they, de they defeated swansea they keep hold of ivan tony and now there'll be another london club in the premier league and they join all the three that are returning to the premier league or going to come into the premier league you've got brentford you've got watford you've got norwich so there's more london derbies for the london clubs people you've got brentford norwich and watford as i said again back are going to be against the wall for all of them to stay in the division really and truly but we'll have to see really um you know it was a good playoff final Ivan Tony hasn't scored from outside the area all season and almost scored a belter in that game he had a red card he had controversy shout out to Morecambe as well who are now in league two after um beating Newport after extra time shout out to Blackpool who got promoted from league one into the championship shout out to Daniel Ballard and Arsenal Loney um if you're interested in the Copa America apparently it's been moved for a third time it was in colombia first argentina second and now it's going to take place in brazil that's due to like colombia argentina has suffered somewhat a covid outbreak allegedly so that's what it that's that in that regards um i'm sure if you're an arsenal fan you hate away goals i did see there's rumors that they're looking to get rid of away goals people they're looking to get rid of um 
the away goals ruling. I haven't actually got the article there, but apparently they're looking to get rid of the away goals, and it's just gonna be down, down, down to a down to a vote, people. I wouldn't be for away goals, people, because again, when you get through with it, it's great, but it's BS really and truly. One goal shouldn't count for ten and all of these sort of things, people. It doesn't make sense. Um, while I haven't actually got the article up here, I've just typed it on Google just to to give you a lot of back sort sort of story, people. Um, oh. An advert is going to try and play. Um, UEFA decides to scrap away goals in European competitions after 56 years admit calls to review the outdated rule. Um, people are talking about it makes the game more exciting. And no, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. It makes it some BS people. Absolutely BS. But apparently they've opted to... See, like I said, they're trying, to, they're trying to get at it. Apparently UEFA had a meeting on Friday and apparently a UEFA committee has decided to abolish it, people. Um, now that all that's needed is an executive committee is now needed to approve the move. When that happens, I'm not too sure because the article hasn't been specific on that, people. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't want to... I, I think away... As an Arsenal fan, you know, we've started games crap and been gone gone out of competitions on away goals. So, I'm all for that going really and truly. Like, one goal shouldn't count for two because you've scored it away from home. Obviously, I get why it was introduced. It implored teams to go for it a bit more. But, again, certain things don't last the test of time. And it's not... It's an outdated rule. It just needs to go. It's as simple as that, really and truly. Um, staying with competition rules. Apparently, competition organisers will now have the op option of allowing teams to continue using up to five substitutes until the end of 2022, IFAB confirmed on Friday, people. So we'll have to see, people. That could mean football lawmaking body, football lawmaking bodies could implement these changes literally until December the 31st next year, 2022. Um, as I said, people, as well, if you've been anywhere, Carlo Ancelotti has returned to Real Madrid, people. He is now their manager. Real Madrid have paid Everton some compensation and he returns to the club. He signed a three-year deal and brings an end to his 18-month stay at Everton. So again, it looked like Everton had a great project with a manager. It looks like it's been clipped. As much as I like Carlo Ancelotti and I think he deserves it and he's a good manager, I mean, just based on merit, he finished 10th. Is it the best? I don't know. Um, Carlo could be good, you know, at a time where people will listen because it's Carlo. Like I said, he's a good man manager. I think they need more of a hands-on sort of coach this more than anything because it looks like they need to build a squad again. But fair play, they know more than me. I'm pretty sure that means Odegaard's days may be numbered. We all remember his comments on Odegaard a few years ago. Um, who knows? It might mean a new lease of life for some players. It might mean some players need to go, people. Um for Real Madrid, I'm sure they're hoping it works, though, because he, um, you know, because they're going to need it, really and truly. For Everton, it's a bit mad, people, because they're searching for their sixth permanent manager in five years. So it is what it is. And Carlo Ancelotti said um, it was an unexpected opportunity. He said, I have complete respect for everyone associated with Everton and hope they can achieve the exciting opportunities they have in front of them. While I've enjoyed being at Everton, I've been presented with an unexpected opportunity, which I believe is the right move for me and my family at this time. It's Real Madrid. You can't turn them down. Everton 10th, Real Madrid 3rd, 2nd, whatever, but it's Real Madrid and it is what it is. The deal's done. Can't blame him. Speaking of managers, people, allegedly Nuno Espirito Santo, who looked favourite to be going Spurs and shocked everyone when he left Wolves. Um, this is what makes me believe there was more to it. It weren't just Wolves and him felt that 
you know, we've come to an end of our cycle. I think he was all but sacked then because apparently he remains the favourite to become Crystal Palace boss. With respect to Crystal Palace, I can't lie, I'd rather be at Wolves than Palace. They seem to have more ambition of doing more than just ex existing in the Premier League. You know, Zaha is a quality player, but looking at the squads, you know, Wolves, Wolves have way better players, a bit, way better squad of players. And like I said... They're way more forward thinking in what they're doing and the players they're bringing in. Palace, you just get the vibe that you're just happy to be in the Premier League. Things can change. So for Nuno to go there, it must have been a sacking in all but name people. Apparently, for what it's worth, he's in talks to become Palace gaffer, replacing Roy Hodgson. He's keen on an immediate return to management and feels he has a point to prove after he was sacked at, um, at the Molyneux just over a week ago. Um, so make of that what you will. If you're interested in Bayern Munich, apparently Karl Heinz Rummagen is stepping down as Bayern Munich manager, Bayern Munich chairman, sorry, six months earlier than anticipated. He's brought through his departure to the 30th of June. Oliver Kahn will take over from him, people. And my man's been on the Bayern Munich board for almost 30 years. Real Madrid have also signed a Bayern Munich player. They've completed the free transfer of David Alaba on a free contract, which again, David Alaba, I swear it was he must have been there when Carlo was at Bayern Munich. So could be a link up there. And Alaba's going to earn a cool 10.5 million per year following the end of his contract at Bayern Munich. Um, obviously, Jadon Sanjo's playing in the Euros, but apparently Manchester United remain in talks with Jadon Sanjo's representatives over a potential transfer this summer. Sky Sports apparently have been told that United represents the most realistic option for Jadon. Personal terms are not expected to be a problem. United uh, um, As United negotiated terms when they tried to sign Sanjo last year, Dortmund are prepared to listen for offers, but have not set a public price or, or a deadline. They're apparently willing to deal at 80 million, which is a, a bit of a discount from the 108 or so they wanted last year. Allegri has been reappointed Juventus boss following the sacking of Perlo. Um, by uh, Barcelona, as you've seen, have completed the signing of Eric Garcia and Sergio Aguero. And you can imagine Memphis Depay and uh, G G Giorgio Ronaldo are going to be completed as well. And they're also bringing back that right by Emerson Royal. So make of that what you will. Uh, be confident in Sergio Aguero, Emerson Garcia, and 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 Sergio Aguero. I'd say M. I'd say I'd say Garcia, Jorginho, Sergio, Sergio Aguero. I'd be happy with their free transfers. You know, Wijnaldum could be a bit hit and miss for Barca. I'd back his ability to pay. We'll see in it. We'll have to see. You have to see. Also, in other news, people, um, as you've seen, Glenn Murray has retired from from football. People, the former Brighton and Crystal Palace forward. So, shout out to Glenn Murray. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, in terms of that, people, there isn't anything else to really speak about. We've been here for forty odd minutes. We've covered the Champions League. We've spoken on the Euros. We've spoken on general football in points. So, I hope you've all enjoyed this forty odd minutes. Please make sure you're supporting on Spotify, on Apple. Obviously, make sure you're following me on, on YouTube, as I've stated, DeludaGuda04 on all social medias, Twitter, every, all of that sort of stuff. Twitch is DeludaGuna187. Um, DeludaGuna on YouTube, again, just support the movement. I appreciate all the support you guys have given me so far. And I'm going to have to love and leave you. I'll catch you lot later, people. On that note, people, thank you for listening. I'm out.